But if you're expecting a traditional romance type storyline where guy meets girl and they end up together and everything is shiny and happy and wrapped up with a bow in a single story, I should tell you this is book one of a trilogy. to another episode of Shirley Municipal Library's podcast, All Books, where we talk to you about books we'd like to recommend. And Cherie is bringing with her a book that is from our romance collection. It's called Burn For Me. How about you tell us a bit about it? Well, I'm bringing you a book that was selected for me on our library's Secret Santa book exchange. My interests are science fiction fantasy, romance, fast-paced. I don't like things that are dragged out. And this book did hit all the marks. My Secret Santa did a good job. So Burn For Me is written by Ilona Andrews. Ilona Andrews is a pen name for a husband and wife writing team, Ilona and Andrew Gordon. Ilona is originally from Russia. Andrew has military experience. They met in a college English comp class. Ilona got the better grade, and Andrew's still a little salty about that. Questions that people might have when you've got a, a team writing together. Can you tell when one person is writing versus the other person? No. This book and all of the Alona Andrew books that I've read, they tell a seamless story. There are parts that are very gritty. There are parts that are very steamy. There are parts that are very action-packed, but it doesn't feel like jagged, alternating voices. They tell the story in a single voice. So is this more romantic thriller, kind of? Throw your categories out the door for this book. It is marketed as paranormal romance. However, Burn For Me is set in Houston. But it's an urban fantasy, Houston. There's magic. There's uh, romantic tension. But if you're expecting a traditional romance-type storyline where guy meets girl and they end up together and everything is shiny and happy and wrapped up with a bow in a single story, I should tell you this is book one of a trilogy. (laughs) Mm. Does the trilogy follow the same couple? There's a trilogy that follows this couple. And then I should tell you that it's now on its way to being six books because it then follows her sister. So there are up to six books now in the Hidden Legacy series. And the first trilogy is about our protagonist, Nevada, and uh, Mad Rogan. So Nevada Baylor is about 24. She's the head of her family's investigative agency, and she's the only licensed PI in it. This is in an alternate Houston where magic is very important. It drives everything in society. The more magically powerful you are, the more power you're going to have in society as Nevada and her family don't claim any magical powers to speak of. They project themselves as being very low to no magical ability. I did say the trilogy is part of the Hidden Legacy series, right? There's a reason they're pretending not to have any magical power, and it is pretending because Nevada's talent is actually that she is a truth seeker. She can tell if you're lying. She's the head of the company that her parents built because her father got very, very ill with cancer and passed away when she was an older teen. Her mother is a soldier, a veteran, who had been a POW, had some PTSD, and lost her PI license. So Nevada, everything in her family is riding on her PI license to keep it legal to operate. But there's a problem, and the problem is that they mortgaged the business to a much wealthier company to afford her dad's cancer treatments, and they didn't tell him. There's lots of guilt. He's already passed away before the story ever starts. So she's got a lot of pressure on her is what I'm saying. And the company that owns their mortgage says, hey, lady, we've got a case that um, that we're going to take because the family it's for is real powerful and stuff. There is a prime fire mage who has just 
headed up a bank heist that has a cop dead. His family wants him to turn himself in so that he doesn't get shot and killed. We can't say no to this powerful fire family. And you look great on paper because you have a great success rate of closing cases. Dude, no. Well, you can't say no or I'll call your note. I'll take your business. I'll take your family. I'll take your warehouse and you're out on the street. Well, no pressure or anything. So long story short, she's strong armed into taking this case to hunt down this fire mage who is arrogant and antisocial and <laughs> is also probably the leading man. No. Oh, OK. <laughs> Not the leading man. He is act- this fire mage is actually a bad guy. Oh. Oh, okay. You make actually the... a bad guy. That's right. Yeah, it's actually <laughs> a bad guy. He stays a bad guy. Uh, like, psychopath level bad guy. Doesn't think anybody else is really real or really counts for anything. When you meet Mad Rogan, the male protagonist of this story, he is walking toward Nevada across a garden, and he basically throws a bolt of cloth at her, wraps her up in it, and kidnaps her. He's telekinetic, so wraps her up in this cloth telekinetically, kidnaps her. Chains her in his basement and tries to t- get her to tell him where the bad guy is. Well, I guess that's one way to make an impression. Yeah. yeah so uh, content warning, trigger warning. The male and female protagonists of this trilogy do meet when the male protagonist kidnaps and attempts to strong arm the female protagonist and fails. Just some light torture. No big deal. But here's Start the Start of a beautiful romance. Okay, yeah, I know. That's, uh, that's a little problematic. But Mad Rogan is supposed to be this like off the charts telekinetic. His nickname is Huracan. He is known for breaking cities. He's that powerful. And Nevada surprises the heck out of him when he can't break her. So that's your introduction to this couple. So you see there's a bit more to Nevada than meets the eye. And Mad Rogan's a bit intrigued. Who's this pretty girl who won't tell him where the bad guy is? Well, she doesn't know. He thinks she's working with him. She's not. And they figure out that they need to team up to try and take this guy down before he takes down all of Houston. No pressure. High stakes. <laughs> High tell stakes. us a little bit more about paranormal Houston or yeah. <laughs> whatever you want to this... call it. Are there flying cars? Of course not. It's paranormal. Uh, there are flying people, sort of. Okay. Sort yeah. of. This alternate Houston where magic is a real thing that many people have. And these I will tell you, these stories don't spend much time on the people who don't have magic. They exist, but this whole world is driven by it magic, getting it, having it, and the tension between the haves and the have-nots. So basically pretend it's money. Pretend it's money. But I mean, there's money too. But yeah, but pretend it's money. So in this Houston, it's still pretty close to ours. They mention roads and parks and things um, that I think they changed some of the names of. Some of the names they left the same on some of the roads, but um, they did change some names of geography and things. Uh, People still drive cars that drive on the street. But if you're Mad Rogan, you could choose to magically pick up that bus and swat the bad guys with it. If you are an aerokinetic mage, you can, like, control wind and maybe get that wind to pick you up and move you around. If you are a uh, teleporter, you can zap things from point A to point B. How strong you are determines how well you can do this. So here's the thing. I did say Nevada is a truth seeker. Her whole life, she's thought all she is is a human lie detector. And her parents told her, you can't let anybody know this ever or you're going to end up an interrogator torturing people or watching torture happen to get the truth out of them. And that's all you'll ever be able to do. Mm -hmm. So she never really tried to practice her magic much because, you know, who wants to be a professional interrogator as your only career option? Turns out there's more to truth seeking than that. You can make people tell you the truth if you're strong enough. She's strong enough. (laughs) Spoilers. So the different levels of power that these families have in Houston, if you are a significant, you can do some things. If you're a notable, you can do some things. If you are a prime, 
And apparently there are primes and then there are primier primes, but they all just get called prime once you hit a certain level of power. What you can do can be really scary. So these prime fire mages, they're very, very powerful on their own, right? But what if there existed a thing that could amp up your talent? What if you gave a guy who was prime fire mage access to something that could maybe amp up the power even more? And that's where you've got potential danger of city melting. You you see the interactions between the primes who are sort of outside the law, so to speak. They're answerable to other magic users. Mm-hmm. But there's only so much that like law enforcement thing. as we know it can actually do. There's something called the Verona exemption from Romeo and Juliet where the law enforcement agencies can wash their hands of all of it. You guys, this is now house warfare. You're on your own. Just don't take out any bystanders. Verona exemption. We're not going to get in the middle of this. Y'all go kill each other, you and your private armies, and um, leave us out of it. We're not going to mess with you. So that's one aspect of society that's just like a thing. House warfare is a thing. If you get killed and it's determined to be house warfare, nobody's going to investigate from regular human law enforcement or justice. It's it's house warfare. Too bad, so sad. That's... And is the villain in this book, is is that someone that is just the villain for this novel? Is there a larger arc that it covers the trilogy that you know of? Yes, both and. I will say for each of the books in this series, in the um, both in the trilogy and in the broader books in the universe, there is a storyline that wraps up completely within each book. Okay. So Adam Pierce is the bad guy, the obvious bad guy of book one. And his story arc wraps up within book one. But it's determined at the end of book one, toward the end of book one, he's part of a broader conspiracy. Okay. So then there's a villain in book two. But remember broader conspiracy. There's a villain in book three. And the broader conspiracy as of book five has yet to be resolved. Okay. Hopefully they will resolve it in book six. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, Unless what they I've, decide to write one about the third sister. Well, what I've noticed, well, there, there are a couple of short stories that are on the author's websites for mm-hmm. free about the third sister. What I will say is that when I've read Alona Andrews' writing, and I love her their writing. I've been reading it since uh, spring of 2020. Remember spring of 2020? Alona Andrews was the author I found in spring of 2020. Mm. Um, they do a great job of wrapping up each book. But they don't necessarily resolve whatever the big bad is of the universe, whichever universe it is. So they have a series following a protagonist named Kate Daniels. It's more than 10 books long. Great series. I love it. At the end, you kind of think things are going to be okay, but you're not absolutely sure. Mm -hmm. They don't wrap everything up in a perfect little bow. Not necessarily, but I will say I hate unresolved endings, and I love these books. Okay. They resolve enough. Just enough. They resolve enough for me. Perfect. If you're looking for a fast-moving paranormal romance urban fantasy that happens to be in something adjacent to Houston, called Houston, um, it's fun. It's it's a lovely escape with blood and cursing and military drama does Nevada's sisters have similar powers or do they have similar powers? What's interesting about Nevada's family is that she and her sisters are all three very powerful and completely different. They don't have the same kind of power at all. So Nevada is a truth seeker. Her sister Catalina is the protagonist of the next three books. And she is um, she's a siren. Mm. Which you'd think would be, you know, a great thing, right? You can call people to you. You can you can make them fall in love with you. 
but you can't necessarily stop them once they start falling in love with you and then they want to tear you to pieces. So that kind of sucks. And then um, Arabella, the youngest, is a really, really scary kind of of mage that um, I forget what they call it. Basically, she can transform into a monster. Oh, okay. But it's super scary because that kind of mage, whenever they transform, it's a toss up whether they're going to come back to themselves or be in control of themselves while transformed. And Arabella is super duper 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 powerful and a teenager. (laughs) So how spicy does the book end up getting? Quite. Okay. Um, Where romance happens in these books, they're they're steamy. They're not necessarily um, it's not a sex fest throughout these books. But where uh, where sex happens and making out happens, it is steamy. It seems like if there are some people out there who do like paranormal romance, which I feel like we don't have a ton of on the show, it tends to be when you come in (laughs) because our other romance readers are not fans of paranormal romance. Um, But it is one of our most popular like subgenres of romance. So it's good to have someone who is able to talk about it because i know alona andrews is popular um but probably could always be more popular well alona andrews books a lot of them we have in science fiction Mm -hmm. and honestly this could go there this uh this trilogy this sub-universe i guess was marketed as paranormal romance it's from the avon paranormal romance line from harper collins but if all you want is what like the vampires and demons version of all paranormal and the entire book is only about the relationship between the protagonists. Mm-hmm. That's not what this is. If all you want is the two protagonists getting at each other or getting to know each other and it's all about them, you're going to be disappointed with these. Yeah. But if you like um, some world building, some world building, um, some family drama, some excitement, some action that is not necessarily just about the two protagonists getting together then you're going to like these. They are um, refreshing in that way. And that's why I say they could almost just as easily be in our science fiction side versus the romance side. If you like that type of blend, you're going to like these books. But if you only want your urban fantasy to be gritty and mysterious and maybe a little bit bloody and none of that gushy, mushy stuff, this isn't going to be for you either because Mm -hmm. this book does blend the two types of plot Thank you so much for bringing us a book that's set, you know, I guess right in our own backyard. That's true. An alternate version of it. (laughs) And stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations. Bye.